0: Welcome to Texans Unfiltered.
1: Here we go. Here we go
0: A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. All right guys, James here. I got my boy John, the Garnet Texan, and this is the Watson cast. You guys have been asking for it. John has been teasing it. We're finally here. We didn't know if we were going to have time to do it with everything that's going on. But you guys kept pushing and pushing and pushing. So here we are at 1030 on a Tuesday night. John's got to wake up at 4 to feed the chickens and all his farm animals that he has in his backyard.
1: Actually, no, I love you all so much. I feel like death, and yet we're going to put this out. I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna sleep all day tomorrow. Once we're done with this, I'm sleeping for like 24 hours. Are you off tomorrow? Oh, I just called in sick.
0: You called in sick? You can do that?
1: I never call in sick. Wow, I didn't think you would yeah. I didn't think you could do that. Well, I I'm not gonna be able to work. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a very hard time getting through this, but I love y'all. I love our listeners. I'm gonna man up. We're gonna put together an awesome Watson cast for you, and then I'm gonna go pass out.
0: All right. So Watson cast Deshaun Watson. D W4 out of the University of Clemson taken with the 12th pick in the 2017 NFL draft. No, yeah, 18 17 18. No. 16 NFL draft. Traded up with the Browns to get him. He came in, lit the league on fire. Absolutely on fire. And every year we've had a podcast dedicated to Deshaun Watson since the moment we drafted him. I even think Preston is actually working, actively working on editing the podcast between me, you, and Tim to put out for our patrons, where you just dog Deshaun for a yeah. solid
1: hour. The original Deshaun Cast, Watson Cast. Yeah, I wouldn't call it
0: a Watson Cast. I don't think it deserves that title because you were just so disrespectful. Well,
1: to I did. I did end with the disclaimer. I said that if we draft him, I would be his biggest fan.
0: Well, that's not a disclaimer. End. That's not That's not like saying you believe it in him. <laughs> that's just saying that I'm a fan of this team, and if we draft him, he has to be good so I can be happy.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, you know, I was wrong on him coming out of college. I would, I'm the first to admit it. There is also another episode that I'm sure that he is splicing together some of these clips, so hopefully he gets the apology because it was heartfelt. Do you thought the Lamar Miller one last year was heartfelt? No, the Deshaun one. The Sean one was me, borderline in tears, like just begging for forgiveness that I ever spoke ill of, the, of this young man. And me speaking ill of this young man was saying, "Please don't trade two first round picks." And I was wrong. We should have traded three first round picks.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, maybe you know, maybe instead of putting out the podcast, or maybe we'll do that too, putting out the the first uh, Watson cast. Maybe we can have Preston insert some of the audio clips of you just ripping into Deshaun during this podcast.
1: I'd rather not, but, you know, I've said okay. it, and I'll stand by what i said, and I was wrong. Here's the truth. I was wrong. I thought that essentially my ability to scout is more or less standing on the shoulders of Giants. I go out there, and the only talent that I have is I read everything. I retain everything, so I read every scouting report. Then I try to piece together based on what I've seen on film, whether it matches what the scouts said. And here's what we thought about Deshaun. Um, the scouting report on him was that he was going to be – a better version of Alex Smith, or a poor man's Marcus Mariota. So that's the range, the the outcome that we're looking at. Which, athletically, yes, he still is those things. However, the one thing that you even, I will give you all the credit in the world, that you can't quantify is that will to win, that improvis, improvisation, the ability to make, to thrive in chaos that Deshaun has time and time and time again demonstrated and there's just there's no way to measure that when you do that in college it's one thing cuz he was the best athlete on the field in college like Deshaun could play NBA basketball like he's a phenomenal athlete and when you're that good of an athlete on a college field you should stand out and he did and his toughness did stand out but he is on the smaller side he's not as big as Cam being a running quarterback he was going to get beat up so those things were all correct but his will to win and his just will to create things Like, I just underestimated that. I did not think it would translate the way that it has in the NFL. And he has honestly become my favorite player.
0: In the NFL? He really
1: has. Like, this is in the NFL. He has been one of the most fun players that I've ever had watching. And I've now watched probably every one of his games from college. Um, I've gone back and I've just reassessed what I saw. And I still kind of stand by, but I was wrong on what it would take to get him because that will-to-win did translate. And in the NFL, like, even games that we lose, like, you never feel out of it. He always gives you hope. And other than the Colts game, he usually plays with – it's that calm, cool, collected joy and anger all at the same time. Like, it's just a presence that he has on the field that makes the game more enjoyable to watch. And that is something special that we've never had in a quarterback that you rarely see in any sort of athlete. I think maybe – I mean, that's probably why Deshaun – was compared to Michael Jordan because that's that same essence that Michael Jordan had where you knew that he was so angry if if he didn't get get his way whether it was a foul call or the shot going in or a pass being completed but he also had joy when he was winning and just making things flow like that's the shot on a football field and so yeah I was wrong and I'm sorry that I was wrong but I'm glad that I was wrong and Deshaun really has become probably my favorite player to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely one of the more exciting players to watch in the league. One of the more prolific quarterbacks in the league. Um, he's not going to kill you with arm talent, but he's going to kill you with everything else. He's slippery, even when he's not wet. He's even more slippery when he is. He's one of the most evasive quarterbacks I think I've ever seen. Um, and what he can do with his foot has, with his feet is he
1: just has a feel for the game that is. That's the part. That's the part. Yeah. He's not a top five on arm talent, but he is top ten in arm talent, and he is definitely top five in Uh, rushing ability. So when you combine those, that makes a quarterback that is criminally underrated right now. Criminally. There's some of the fantasy community that consider him the sleeper quarterback. Like, that's the guy that you need to get – When everybody's going for Mahomes, you should be going for Watson. And that's where he's probably getting the most love right now, and it's because he's going to compile numbers as a running back. And then he's actually going to throw. So we've got a guy that's going to put, I don't know, third string, like Giovanni Bernard-type numbers as a running back, and then he's going to put Alex Smith Smith level, Mariota at his best level at a quarter – passing numbers at a quarterback and combine them. Like, that's essentially Deshaun. It's like... Oh, my
0: God. I can't believe you just used those two to compare him as a passing quarterback. You compared him to two guys that have not done anything in this league.
1: Right, and I'm saying that on arm talent. He makes more out of the the physical talent that he has. Okay,
0: okay. So you're not saying, like, yards-wise, touchdown-wise.
1: You're just talking about arm
0: talent overall.
1: Right. I would say he's much better
0: arm talent than Alex Smith. But okay, okay. His touch on the deep ball... I, I I don't think Alex Smith had that. Those out throws that he makes to Will Fuller, I don't think Alex Smith can make those. I know Mariota can't.
1: Mariota can. not Mariota's actually got a really good arm.
0: Mm. He's just always
1: hurt. Mariota does not have the feel for the game that that Deshaun does.
0: Mm.
1: And at Are this we... point, you're just gonna try. You're just gonna try and pick a fight with me. <laughs> I feel like
0: we're in the clubhouse again. Uh...
1: No, don't. This is not disrespecting Deshaun. Deshaun. And, I mean, I will even argue that he is underrated as a passer, but he still does have that very quick release. He has improved in all facets of his game, like all levels of the field. Um, The one thing that really stood out was from Jordan Palmer. He said that he has never had an athlete that has the muscle memory that Deshaun Watson has. Yep. You teach him how to do something, he cleans it up, and he does it. Said that on this podcast. This very show. So, again, we're excited about him. The only – He's not getting as much love nationally because the main reason is honestly because Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes came out and just and had. Baker.
0: The, his I think it was a combination of the both.
1: Yeah, well, Mahomes came out on fire. Um, he just came out. His first six games were just otherworldly. Like there's no way that that will ever be repeated. And then you end the season with Baker catching fire and ending the season in a way that probably won't be repeated. Yeah. And we forget that. Deshaun had a middle-of-the-season stretch like that just the year before that will probably never be repeated. Yep. But those two fires, more recent recent and bigger market teams, and I hate to say that, but the Texans are still the youngest team in the league. So we don't have the nationwide fan base that those teams have. It's easy to forget what Deshaun did.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, Baker and Mahomes definitely played a part. Um, I'd still take Deshaun over both of them, but – uh, people will call me crazy oh, uh, saying that over Mahomes, but I think Mahomes is a product. Uh, I think he's talented. I think he's a very good young quarterback, but I, I think he's more of a product of his system and the players around him. Um, I don't think you would get that same Mahomes here in, in Houston um, that you got in Kansas City. I think Deshaun's skill set it fits what this team needs, especially with the situation at tackle and offensive line right now. Um, you really need that peak athlete that Deshaun Watson is um, because he's able to make things happen when you're not supposed to. And that's one of the the more exciting things about Carl Smith coming here is just being able to go from Russell Wilson, who, you know, was Deshaun and to Deshaun um, and a better passer than Russell Wilson. um, And then you add everything else that Russell Wilson had from the capability, mobility, um, feel for the game. Um, all those things. So it's going to be very exciting to see the progression and development in Deshaun this year. Uh, there's, a, there's still a lot of areas that he could work on, um, and we'll get into those. But just to go back and, and think about the season that he had his rookie year, which was un- unfortunately cut short, and then to look at what he did last year with the offensive line, the banged-up wide receivers outside of DeAndre Hopkins, two rookie tight ends, one running back, Literally one running back all year, pretty much, uh, and yet he still threw for over forty-one hundred yards, twenty-seven TDs. The one thing that jumped out to me that he cut down on was his interceptions. Yeah, he had a um, hundred
1: more passes than the last guy on that um, consecutive passes without an interception. Yeah,
0: that's Lamar Jackson, by the way, who doesn't throw very often.
1: Right, and it's just, and when Lamar Jackson throws, he throws. Safer passes. Granted, I think Lamar Jackson's a better passer than people give him credit for. I would agree. And credit for. And again, Watson has flashed that the more apt comparison to him isn't Russell Wilson. It's he's closer to Aaron Rodgers Ooh. in comparison. He doesn't quite have Aaron Rodgers' arm, but that just awareness. He's a better scrambling version of Rodgers. Can I? Can I? Can I? hate the Russell, I Okay.
0: Don't 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 beat me up. I think Deshaun is more of a Steve Young than any other quarterback that we actually have seen. Possibly. Uh, um, Steve Young was not the most talented arm quarterback, uh, but he was able to do things with his feet. He wasn't a rushing quarterback in the sense that Deshaun is, but he was able to keep the play alive.
1: Well, I'd even argue Um, that Deshaun – provides
0: a lot with his his feet.
1: I think that people overplay Deshaun as a rushing quarterback. Yep. Um, I agree. He has shown games where they will use him as a rushing quarterback because he is just—he is a phenomenal athlete. But if you took away Deshaun's rushing ability, he would still be a quality quarterback. He would still be an above average quarterback.
0: Yep, I agree 100%. And that's that's why I said Steve Young because Steve Young was that
1: as well. And Steve I can Young argue, and that's—I'm sorry—that's why I hate the Russell Wilson comparisons. Is if you take Russell Wilson's ability to scramble away, would you still consider him a top tier quarterback?
0: No. No, and that's why I specifically spoke about his his footwork and his like, capability and mobility. From an arm talent perspective, Deshaun Watson is a ten times better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Um, but Russell Wilson also plays in the perfect situation for him. Um, Russell Wilson wouldn't be doing that with the Giants or some of the other teams that he does. So um, that scheme is built around what Russell Wilson is capable of doing as an athlete and as a quarterback. But Deshaun... Um, Just when I think of Steve Young, I think of a guy that is able to improvise, keep the play alive, use his mobility to escape sacks. He has a real good feel for the game, but he's also just a dynamic passer. And I would put Deshaun in the dynamic passer category. I'm not going to put him up there with with Mahomes on arm talent, but when it comes to his passing, his technique, his touch, um, his throws, he's a dynamic passer. And we're seeing that. And we saw it last year. Um, specifically in the 10 to 20-yard range. If you look at the stats from the year prior, those were the areas that he was not the strongest at. Then this year came, and that was in huge area of improvement. Um, and then his deep ball. I, I, I just think, I think he throws maybe – he might throw the best deep ball in the league.
1: Yeah. The
0: touch that he puts on a deep ball is just – it's crazy.
1: Uh, granted, here's one of the things that – with his deep ball – um, it's the perfect marriage of receivers, right? With his with his ability to throw that, um, you can kind of see what happens when you throw Vincent Smith out there, or just any other just burner. But Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins are the perfect marriage of talent to go with Deshaun. This is one of the reasons why I think I get attacked sometimes for being a Bill O'Brien defender or truther. He has built an offense around Deshaun Fuller and Hop that actually showcases each one of their strengths. When all three of them are healthy, that's what makes the offense show the ability to just blow people out of the water. And the way that Fuller and Hopkins are able to run route also make Deshaun's deep ball look significantly better. And that's just, again, it's just a perfect like marriage of talent there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree 100%. It's a new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. MyBookie is the place to get the best football bets every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. And this year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and MyBookie has been great for me. That's why MyBookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. It's that simple. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Up to $1,000 first deposit bonus. That means you can double your first deposit. Use promo code TEXANS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code TEXANS when creating your account to claim your bonus. Bet, win, get paid. MyBookie. We've talked. I don't know how how far back we want to go. I, I don't even know if we really need to discuss his rookie season, and I don't know if we really need to to really like talk a lot about last season. I'll say this about last season: Deshaun was a top ten quarterback last year based on stats alone. If you watched the games, which you're listening to a Texans podcast, you watched all the games. If you watch what we watched, Deshaun Watson was a top ten quarterback in this league. I don't think you can name 10 quarterbacks better than Deshaun Watson in this league. And the most exciting part, unfortunately, with Deshaun in this offense is just the health. And, and that's the shitty part about this whole situation is just we haven't seen it. You know, this is uh, this hasn't been talked about, but this kind of reminds me, this is reminiscent of when we drafted Clowney and we had JJ and we had Whitney and we talked for three and a half years about we can't wait to see what it looks like together. Uh <laughs> It's just going to be so crazy and dynamic. And then, like we're in that same situation right now,
1: we're and we're waiting. still waiting. We're, we're still, still waiting. <laughs> uh,
0: and and then now, when you look at like this this offense and what they have, especially with what they've added with the tight ends, um, with Kiki last year, we saw the impact of Kiki. Um, we we've seen the impact of Fuller. We know what the impact of Hopkins is. But if we could see sixteen games of those three. Or if we can at least see sixteen games of Fuller and Hop, and if DeAndre Carter has to be the, the third guy, I think he can I do it just, now.
1: I would just be happy to see four games at the end of the year with them.
0: Uh look, yeah, I'd love to go in the playoffs with a fully healthy team. I agree hundred percent. So let's get these you know, let's get these injuries can, out of the way.
1: We can go eight and eight the entire season, squeeze into the playoffs, and if we have a healthy team we can beat anybody. I agree. I will, I will stand on that hill. I agree 100%. I will die on that hill. Um, the biggest knock we have on this version of the Texans is actually death. Yep. It's the same knock we had on them last year. But our starting team, even with our offensive line in shambles, even with our secondary, who knows how that's going to turn out. At the end of the year, if they are all healthy, I would put us in a tournament against anyone. I agree.
0: I agree, and I even I even will say that same thing against the Chiefs with their dynamic passing offense. I I think that we can bang with anybody when it comes to the offensive side of the ball if everybody's healthy. And that kind of that's what I, that brings me back to my point. If if this season can go that way, I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson's an MVP candidate. Well, he should have been an MVP candidate last year, but based on stats, he couldn't have been. Mahomes, there, I, there was no other right. candidate.
1: <laughs> no, Mahomes, There was one candidate last year. Mahomes blew everybody out of the water, like, understandably so. But Deshaun, the season that he put together with, I would argue, not even the same level of weapons as Mahomes. Mm. Like, he should have – have been considered.
0: If you add if you if you play. add in the offensive line to the Mahomes' weapons, and yeah, but I would say their wide receivers. I would I would take our wide receivers over their wide receivers. Well, I would
1: take Nuke over everybody.
0: I'd you, take Will Fuller take Nuke. over. I'd, I'd take yeah. Will Fuller over all of them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say this about Nuke. I would take uh, one healthy Nuke against by himself, and we've actually seen that. And you know, it usually works out pretty good when he's healthy. Yeah. You know, when he's not healthy, well. We get the Colts game.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I think that that's the most exciting part about this team is the, the potential. And, unfortunately, we've talked about the potential for a long time. And I think that's where the, the Bill O'Brien um, – I don't want to say haters because I think at this point entering his sixth season, um, I think the whole winning the AFC South with Brian Hoyer and winning the AFC South with Brock and all that, I think that's all in the past now. I don't think you can use that anymore. Um, But every year we talk about potential and what this offense can be and what this team can be. This is the year that we really have it all lined up for us to be successful and be the team that we've hoped that Bill O'Brien was going to bring to Houston. We got the tight ends. We got Duke Johnson. We got Will Fuller. We got Kiki Q T. We got DeAndre Carter as Kiki's backup. We got a dynamic returner. The offensive line is the only question on offense. There's, there, I honestly, there's no other question on offense, John. It's the offensive line, and that's it.
1: Offensive line, that's it. That's
0: it, and, and we don't need them to be great. We've been screaming it for four months. We don't need them to be great. We just need them to be average, and honestly, if they're not even average and just a little below average, this team still can be a contender, and yeah. the potential for this offense is is very similar to what we saw in Kansas City last year. The difference would be that that the offense would be spread out. That means more people would catch balls. It's not going to be Kelsey, and it's not going to be Tyreek Hill. So in this situation, it's not going to be Fuller, and it's not going to be DeAndre. It's going to be a combination of five players, maybe six if you add in Duke Johnson. And this team has an answer at every position for it to take that next step and be a top-tier, top-five offense in this league.
1: No, it really should. We play – the schedule we play this year, there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, Even if our defense – even if our secondary isn't as bad as we expect, there's going to be shootouts. We just – our schedule this year is just obscene. Yeah. So we're going to be relying a lot on our offense. And right now, that's – when they're healthy, that's not a bad place to be. We take Lamar Miller, who's one of the Mm. biggest boom-busts Running backs, and you pair him with the most efficient running back. Now you have your one A to your one B. Of course, we got Deshaun. We have our in our receiving core, and even it looks like DeAndre Carter can step in when necessary. And our tight ends may be the most athletic position group in the entire league. With all this talent, though, all that matters though is Deshaun. Yep. If he gets hurt, oh, well, edit that out, Preston. Preston, take, take take that out. <laughs> With the uh, the schedule that we have, there's no there's no backup out there that will that'll let us kind of just squeeze by and win a couple of games. So with this offense, we're it's designed for Deshaun. We've got the players on it, and we've got a schedule. This season should be fun to watch. I don't necessarily think it may not necessarily be a special season. Um, because we're going to lose probably more games than we're comfortable with. There's going to be a lot of call for Bill O'Brien's head, but this offense this year should be a lot of fun to watch.
0: I agree. Yeah, I think it, it – I, like I, I hate keep. I hate to keep going back to potential, but unfortunately that's all it is at this point because we haven't seen it for a full 16 games. We haven't seen it for an eight-game stretch. So at this point it's potential, but, God, man, that potential is just inc- – it's insane. Um all right, so we, we all know what the, about the season he had last year. He had a great year, um, improved in a lot of areas. Um, I have some things that I'd like to see him improve on this year. Um, so let's, let's I guess we'll go down that list because I, I can almost guarantee you that they're very similar in what we would both say we want to see him improve on. Um, I think the biggest thing, and this started with the Browns game last year, is being able to diagnose the defense and pick up on blitzes, uh, reading of the blitz and knowing they're coming and being able to change the protection to be able to fit those blitzes that he's seeing specifically corner and safety blitzes. Uh, Greg Williams did a very, very good job on, um, I don't want to say exposing Deshaun, but I guess technically that's what it would be. He exposed Deshaun's ability to be able to pick up a corner or safety blitz. Um, and then the Colts did it the following week after that. Um, Deshaun's got to get better at understanding where the blitzes are coming from and being able to change the protection to be able to offset that. I think that's – if I had to say one area that would probably be the biggest, I think those two are probably the biggest areas that we need to see
1: improvement. For me, the biggest thing is – part of the reason he gets sacked so much is the hero ball. Um, He's got to be aware that not every play can be saved. One of the defenses – and I kind of touched a little bit on this argument a couple of podcasts back. One of the comments that's always brought up is Deshaun Watson had the second most time to throw in the league last year. So part of that is he's created some of that time. Um, When they take that stat in, if he tucks it and he starts scrambling around, that's going to add to his time to throw. So that's part of it. The other part of it is a lot of those sacks were actually on him, just trying to continuously make something out of nothing. Now, this is part of what makes him great, and this is the hardest thing that if I was a coach, I would have no idea what to tell him um, on how to calm it down, because it's like you don't want to take away his superpower, but at the same time, you don't want him dead. Right. So if he could just more often than not get the ball out on time, that alone would probably reduce his sacks by at least a quarter, maybe even more. And less hits that he takes, the more efficient that he is. That is something that's been proven time and time again. Essentially, think of it like a boxer. Um, If you count, NFL coaching staffs will count how many hits their quarterback takes. This doesn't even include sacks. This is just any physical contact. Because at some point, they'll take so many hits that their passing efficiency just drops off a cliff. Um, There's a great article out there. I believe it was was one of the fantasy guys that put it out there. But it was in defense of Bill O'Brien calling so many run plays because Deshaun Watson, the amount of hits that he would take throughout a game would absolutely skyrocket. Yep. Graham um, something. Again, Graham, something. The offensive Graham Barfield. Graham Barfield. There we go. Um, but it's one of those where throughout the game he'd get, hit, he'd get hit, he'd get hit, he'd get hit, And which would lead us into a position where O'Brien was trying to run the ball just to make sure that Deshaun didn't get hit because if he called a pass play, even if it was a completion, even if it was a big play, Deshaun yep. would get hit. And then the Jaguars game happened. It's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, I think I think one
0: of the things also that, that plays a part in that is the fact that Kiki wasn't healthy all 16 games. Um, you know, Bill O'Brien is known for his calling his long developing plays. Um, I think Kiki not being there for all 16 games, taking those short underneath routes, those slant routes, those outs. Um, I, th- I definitely think that played a part in, in Deshaun taking some of those hits and those sacks. Uh, I, I think this year, though, with DeAndre, if, if Kiki can't be healthy all year, fingers crossed he can be. Um, I, I still think that DeAndre will be able to fill that role, but I, I think that he can lessen those hits by being able to have Kiki on the field and getting them r- rid of the ball a little bit quicker when those long developing plays aren't there for him to have the time to be able to make the throws needed.
1: And part of those and, long and developing, part of those long developing plays where we didn't have another player that could work the underneath route in them, right? So the way those plays are actually designed, there should be a, a safety valve, and that safety valve was never there. Right. So he had to wait for Hopkins or Fuller to break free just because the underneath route was just never free. With the That's why we've invested the way we have in tight end. That's probably why they went out and got Duke Johnson. That's why Kiki Kuti was, was drafted. Is just so that safety valve will exist, and if Deshaun sees it and trusts it, those those players are going to end up racking up a lot of yards and moving the chains quite a bit. Right, hard.
0: and that, that's what I'm trying to say is with the weapons that were added, even Duke Johnson, who can play slot, um, it, it, it's just we have a ton of like you said safety valves there to eliminate the the amount of hits that he's taking. I think also just with having Duke Johnson, I think the run game is going to be a big part of what we're what we're going to be doing this year too. I know it's not ideal in your world seeing Lamar Miller carry the ball a ton, but, you know, what was it? Somebody tweeted it earlier. I think it was – I forgot the record, but there was – well, you'll probably have it on your head because you're good like that. But it was like the te- teams with over 100 yards rushing or a player with 100 yards rushing ended up with – I think it was like a 76-25-1 and one, maybe. You right. explain it so, better. Sure.
1: In in 2018, the NFL teams with a 100-yard rusher posted a record of 80-26-1 for a 749 winning percentage. That's pretty impressive. Now, there's a lot of analytic peeps out there, um, specifically sharp football, um, and I get Warren Sharp's book every year. Like I respect the work that he does, but his argument has always been that. Passing is more efficient than running, and he's not incorrect. However, when teams are running the ball, it is, quite honestly, every single cliche that you've ever heard. They are controlling the clock, which, you know, the clock is important in football because it exists, and they're making the clock run. They're controlling field position, and, you know, it's just they usually have the lead. That's what actually Bill O'Brien's been best at. When he has the lead, he puts the clamps down, and he gets us out of there. So the records from 2014 was a winning percentage of 760. 2015, 758. 2016, 714. 2017, the winning percentage is 800.
0: Real quick, John, while we're on this, I just looked it up. So after our first three wins, Lamar Miller... Started against, or against the, the Jags, ran for 100 yards, we won. Ran against Miami, 133 yards, we won. Um, Tennessee, 162 yards, we won. Cleveland, 103 yards, we won. After that, he dropped off to 33 yards against Indy, we lost. So, just to put that into Texans' perspective, when Lamar Miller hits 100 yards rushing, we're in a pretty good spot.
1: Right, and that's... Part of that's context of the game too. When you're trailing, you're throwing the ball. You're trying to you're trying to get the lead back. You're trying to move the ball quicker. Um, the other the other side of that coin though is the winning percentage for teams with a 300-yard passer is 530 since 2014. So it's almost a 200. Oh it's a point point two percent drop. Um, but the record goes from 363 and 116 to 318 and 279. So about a 50-game win differential on 300-yard passers versus 100 yards. Now I'm sure there – I wish I had a chart that had a correlation. What happens if you have both the 300-yard passer and 100-yard rusher? Um, probably good things, but
0: – Yeah, no.
1: Yeah. But it's well, just So when you think about like the addition
0: of Duke Johnson, you know, a lot of people are saying – you know, he's going to be using solely in the passing game. But he's actually a pretty good runner, too. So we're, we've lacked that one-two punch. And when you have Duke Johnson back there, you're keeping the defense honest because you don't know if he's going to slip out of the backfield for a catch or if he's going to run, if it's going to be a play action. There's so many different pieces that that are added with Duke Johnson uh, being added to that running back room. Um, so it just gives Deshaun another, another weapon. Uh, all right, other areas that we want to see uh, Deshaun work on, uh, getting rid of the ball quicker and going through his reads faster and taking the check down. Those kind of all are, are all in one and, and it kind of plays with what we were already discussing with that underneath route and having Kiki, that safety valve. Now it'll be Duke and the tight ends as well. But those are the areas that we need to see him improve. And then also letting the play die, which is something you brought up earlier. Um, he's really got to, he's got to know when he can, when he needs to throw the ball away. I, I forgot who tweeted it out. It might have been Evan Silva. But Deshaun Watson was the number 32 ranked quarterback on throwaways. So on the amount of throwaways.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> he was number 32. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with his game. He's just he—he's a gamer. He's a winner. It's one of the reasons why I wanted him and one of the parts that you didn't buy into too much when we were
1: talking about it originally. It's hard to translate that onto the field. but That's a little bit of confidence. That's a lot of confidence. That you can always make something happen, and I mean that's part of what makes him fun to watch. Right. Like you always have hope that he's going to turn something that turn nothing into something. There's very rarely a very boring three and out with Deshaun Watson.
0: Correct. Yeah, and so I think that brings us to the point. You know, as we as we get towards the end of the Watson cast, for the first time, well, I wouldn't say first season, but first time. As a Texans fan, you now have one player that you can say is going to make the biggest impact on this team. He is going to be the guy that leads us and takes us as far as he can take us. And this team is only going to go as far as Deshaun can take us. And it's going to be pretty far. It may not be this year. It may not be next year. But Deshaun's always going to be able to take us. And anytime you have Deshaun in the game at quarterback – you're always in the game. For example, the Kansas City game you know, a uh, couple years back, the Seattle game. There's been so many examples of it, and we're only two two years in. Yeah, we're two years in. Jeez, God, that flies by. That's crazy. Is it really only two years? Yeah. Jeez. That's it. This is year three. It's crazy. Anyways, we're two years in, and look at what we've seen so far. Just imagine how much better this, this kid gets. It's 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 just incredible to think about the the literally the ceiling of Deshaun Watson. Um, it's going to be an exciting season. I can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to see what this offense does. He has the weapons. He has the tools. Hopefully that offensive line is just a little bit better. I'd love for it to be a lot better. But considering what is the stat? He's he's like the number one quarterback when throwing from a clean pocket.
1: Yeah. It's a pro fantasy football or PFF, pro, football. pro football focus. cheese. Sorry. Uh, you know, I had to go at least one podcast was screwing something up easy. <laughs> but, yeah, number one passer with a clean pocket is Deshaun Watson.
0: That says it all. Yeah, I mean, it says it all. So um, it's going to be an exciting season. We're super stoked. All the areas he improved in last year uh, from the year prior. He was also coming off this is another thing that people need to keep in consideration. This is going to this is the first off season that he's fully healthy and taking all the reps with the once. So all the timing, all the rhythm, all the consistency, everything that goes into OTAs and training camp and preseason, those are all things that he's able to take part in from the beginning to the end. That's a big part mentally for a quarterback.
1: Nothing no. <laughs> sorry, uh, y'all. Uh, I'm right. I'm dying. All right, dying i am sorry. That's right. That's that's
0: all right. All right. Look, every night before you go to bed, get on your knees, thank whoever it is that you pray to, that the Houston Texans have Deshaun Watson as their franchise quarterback, because you could have had Baker Mayfield, and thank God oh, we don't, because he's a douchebag. He's a yeah. douchebag, and he's trash. He's Tyron Matthew now, to me. He's the new Tyron Matthew.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think Baker's going to be a good Uh, quarterback, but I cannot understand why anybody in their right mind would take him over to Sean. Well, luckily, they
0: they weren't in the same draft, but yeah. Are you talking about, like, the Twitter arguments?
1: Yeah. As much as
0: that pops up,
1: it's like, like, no. I can't believe how often I see Baker ranked ahead of Sean, and – Let's just say that Baker has a better arm than Deshaun. The best way I could put it is if we had a game where all the, all the quarterbacks could do was throw the ball. And with that, Deshaun's going to still end up in top, top 10. Baker's probably going to end up top 8, maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't even put him in the top 5. All they can do is throw the ball. They can't use their scrambling ability. It's essentially 7 on 7. Then we change the game up, and all the quarterbacks can do is run. Deshaun Watson is the only one from that top ten that would be in that top three.
0: Yeah. And he might be top two,
1: and he's not two. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's not quite the athlete that Lamar Jackson is. He's not quite the specimen that Cam Newton is. But, again, when it comes to that creativity and that awareness while on the field, where he's got amazing runner's vision. So – you just combine those two things with Watson, and he is easily a better quarterback than Mayfield. Mayfield may end up playing a couple of years more. He may, but he may get a cheap shot to all hell because he can't shut his mouth.
0: Like you, or he might. He might find a. He might find a prostitute in his trunk. You know, with him,
1: none of that stuff would surprise me. That's what I'm
0: saying. He's Manziel 2.0, just a better, better
1: quarterback. I mean, he's he is a very good quarterback, but he's not. I don't understand why you would want to build a franchise around him versus Sean.
0: You wouldn't. Blows my mind. Well, you wouldn't. But when you've never had anything and you finally have something, you're going to hold on to that something. Yeah, and that's just
1: – that's that like Cleveland diaspora. There's people from Cleveland everywhere. I'm willing yeah. to bet one of my neighbors, either one of the people that live next to me or across the street, somebody here is from Cleveland. Yeah, they, they have to in Cleveland. Yeah, they all yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah, of course they do. No one leaves Houston. Well – I mean, uh,
0: here I am in fish. Austin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no one leaves Texas. You just moved to other parts of Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. All right. All right, well, that's going to be the Watson cast for this week or this year. Uh, I know we got to it a little late. Forgive us. Um, just been a crazy, crazy offseason, lots to talk about. But uh, you know, the good thing about the Watson cast is that you end up getting one every week. Um, You're in the regular season. Just keep that in mind. Uh, But, yeah, and with that being said, I'm James. I'm signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We'll catch you guys next week. Loved this episode of Texans Unfiltered? We'd love for you to be a Patreon supporter.
1: Your support allows us to provide
0: you with the best Texans podcast possible. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Houston FB Pod, And everywhere podcasts can be found. And join our community on www.TexansUnfiltered.com or on Discord at Texans Unfiltered. Thank you for listening. Until next time.